Hi, this is Christopher Lewis, and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating to marriage and everything else in between, and always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. So if you're looking for real, honest information to help you navigate your relationships, we've got you covered. All right, guys, we got you covered. And is our is our advice really honest all the time? I mean, because I, I mean, mine is. I don't know about yours. All right, well, <laughs> we'll just, the jury's still out. The jury is still out. All right, guys. I mean, you could be scheming over there. <laughs> I'm always stewing and thinking I'm, about plotting something. I'm a straight something. shooter. So. Yeah, yeah. But I'm always plotting the way to mess you up and to keep plotting and making it fun. That's the whole point of this whole show. You're scaring me. It's October. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to another episode. We're at Sticky Paw Studio here in Las Vegas. We got our producer, Travis, in the background. What up, Travis? What is good? What Travis, is, good? is that camera working back there? No, it's not working. God I don't know what's damn wrong it. With it's all right. We're good. Maybe I don't want to be on camera. Maybe I have a bad I hair day. I want you, know? you on camera. <laughs> they should go and follow me at Travis. Flesh on all social yeah. media. Maybe they should follow the studio. Let's Let me just do run it. That. Oh, see that? Go follow Whoa. us at Stick Bus Studios. Come on, what's wrong with you guys? You guys, they, they create so many amazing shows out of the studio, so you should check out the studios. So. Yeah, that's for sure. If you guys ever want to do anything out of Las Vegas, please stop here first because we totally recommend mm. them. So And there's a lot of people from LA that come here to film their show. Yeah, they fly in just like uh just like I mean just you, like Chris. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All the fly time. in, record four mm. episodes, get the heck out of here, you know, come back next month. <laughs> and they <month>. come back <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. And then the next day. Yeah. <laughs> As usual. But I love it here at home. So that's mm-hmm. all I care about. Yeah. What's up jamie how are you i'm good okay I'm well good. how before, are you doing you know i'm gonna jump into something real quick i'm gonna talk about road rage that's what i'm gonna talk about right now i had this episode of road rage the other day and i realized not you, know, you. well no me being you know how nice and sweet Don't i am all the time you know, I go, oh that's very true <laughs> <laughs> it's certain things that team me off so i'm driving the other day and like i'm in my girlfriend's car and i'm you know it's obviously i think that was probably the issue as it wasn't in my own car mm. And so, you know, things just get a little skewed on the road a little yeah. bit because you can't, you know, you're like that instance of like the mirror, things may seem closer than what they appear. Well, maybe I might have cut this car off. I'm realizing that now. I'm saying it, I'm saying it out <laughs> loud now. I think I cut this this person off. So as I'm talking with her about in our house hunting and all that stuff like that, um, I pull up in front of this car and then all of a sudden, like I'm driving and talking. Now this car's in front of me. It's like this Escalade, right? All of a sudden I'm trying to get over. It slows down. It won't let me in the lane. And then all of a sudden I go, wait a minute, this motherfucker is trying to like, like, Cut me off. So I try to get in front of it. It speeds up. Now I try to get behind it. It starts putting its brake on. And now what? I'm cussing in the window. Motherfucking blah, blah, blah. And you know when you get to that point in your life that no one else, you could have 50 people around you, but no one else is around. Yeah. Because you see nothing but red at that point. Oh, I was going off so bad. And all of a sudden I hear Jamie go, Chris. And I went, holy shit. Hi, honey. Sorry about that. You know, like that. And she's never seen that come out of me before. I've never seen that side of you. So it's so hard to get like the vis- visualization. It was, oh my God. Like even the thumbing of the salmon. <laughs> Like it was like there was a mutiny going out for this person. So all of a sudden, like I just drive in front of the person, cut the person off. And this is on the highway, right? <laughs> she gets off. She starts flipping off. I'm like, fuck yeah. The lady Screaming. did? Yeah. Screaming at her. And all of a sudden, I kind of came back going like all of a sudden, everything just kind of calmed down. And I was like, sorry about okay. that. We're, what are we talking about again? And she's looking at me oh. like, who the fuck are you right now? And I was like. I'm Batman. No, I'm kidding. A little, but seriously, like, uh... it's just weird. <laughs> it's so, it's so out of Borderline place. personality disorder. And it happened. So I had to fill in the whole story why I think that happened in me because my dad was like that. And so really? the only other time that I get kind of flipped out is when I'm being provoked or what is it? Don't poke the bear? Yeah. That's me. So I get poked a few times and I just go and I'm just like go off to this whole completely different person. So mm. it's rare. Super rare. But yeah, salmon and that, I think those are the two biggest things for me probably right now. <laughs> biggest thing, so. The road rage. <laughs> so I'm I, just like, da, 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 like driving Miss Daisy. This is true. Someone she, honks at me and I wave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, who, me? 
<laughs> Sometimes we're driving. I'm like, uh, remember today we're at coffee van. I go, um, Jamie, there's like three cars deep. She's on her phone, just texting. I'm like, you know, you don't want to say as a pastor going, hey, can you move up, please? Because people are waiting for mine. I'm like, um, Jamie, time to maybe move up. She's like, oh, sorry. Shoot. But there's literally, there's like still a car in front of me. So it's not like I'm going to get that much further. This is true. This is very true. So I hate it when people honk and I'm like, you're not going to get anywhere. Right. Like, right. just wait. Right. I was just feeling bad for the people behind me. I think that's probably my issue on that. Yeah. Though. I shouldn't feel bad, but you you're right. We weren't going to be able to stay get in your lane as, I... <laughs> as the backseat driver and let me fucking handle it. <laughs> I'm just grateful you picked me up. That's all I'm grateful okay. for. So, all right. Except for last night, I did not. <laughs> it's okay. I, I was. It was. That, I was happy to do it. I was really happy to. Do it. I was just happy just to be here and just to Aww. like lay down. I was exhausted. So, um, but we're going to get into our guest today. We have some amazing guests on today, and one of them is someone who is near and dear to my heart. We met at Podfest conference back in May, and we just hit it off. She's an international intimacy and relationship expert who has done so Ooh. much already at a very young age. She also is the host of her own podcast called Happy Healthy Horny. Did I mention the word horny at the end of that? Horny. Mm? That's yeah. such a great word. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie, let me tell you this, that she definitely fits into our category of being a boss bitch. Please welcome Jaina Swan to the show. Oh, Hi, honey. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. How do you welcome. feel about being called a boss bitch? Oh, I love it. That's yeah. empowering. It's right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I always get nervous with the bitch part. Well, like, I don't know if I want to be a boss bitch. I think it just fits in. And no, I mean, <laughs> I think bitch coming out of my mouth, it's just like, it doesn't, it's not derogatory. It's just kind of like fun. Like, I think we asked a question like one episode ago and I was like, you know, that bitch. And I went, oh, crap. And uh -oh. I had to almost check this on. But I go, you know what? No, I owned it. That yeah. fucking da 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 needs to do this. And so I own that. But yes, you are a boss bitch and we're happy to have you here, honey. How are you? Yes, I'm doing so good. I've had the most phenomenal last week. Uh, we got to hang out a little yes, bit. I'm, so yes, we excited. did. Um, it's been a long time coming to come on the podcast. And uh, I'm here with my best friend that you will introduce. I'm so excited. Well, to I'm this happy to have you here, first of all. And I call this woman my little sister because I have like one of my besties. Like she reminds me, you remind me of just of her. I tell you that all the time. And I'm sorry we didn't get to see her on this last past year here but you remind me of so much and i just love you to death so i'm happy to have you on the show so all right and we're going to get to introduce your friend now it's our second guest knows how to get the best out of you especially when you seek out the worst in yourself all in the name <laughs> oh, of pleasure right i'm just saying the name of pleasure sometimes was it pleasure and pain go together right so she's a dominatrix specialized in humiliation edging cuck holding and pegging Oh. Mm -hmm. Now someone's <laughs> oh. paying attention. Please welcome attention. Goddess Pleasure to the show. Hi, Goddess. How are you? I'm doing very well. How are you? Well, thank you for coming on the show. Thank so you. I know you're going to have a lot to offer on this conversation today as well. And once again, the whole pegging situation, I knew Jesus, I would catch someone off. saying that. I see. I, I told you, I just catch someone off. We're going to peg our way through this whole oh episode. Oh, my God. What? <laughs> We know help, Travis, help. Bend over and <laughs> no. just take it through. Oh, no. see that? <laughs> this is going to be a great show today, guys. All right, you got to watch Study too because Jamie is out. Hi, Travis, can you get Jamie so hiding in the She's hiding What's wrong with pegging? Yeah, right. Do you know what it is? Yeah, of course I do. I, it just embarrasses me, of okay? Of course I do. What does that mean? Hold on. The first, <laughs> the first time, yes. The first he was time so that... enthusiastic about it. Goddess, will you let everyone out there who doesn't know what pegging is? Let them know what it is, please. Um, pegging is where a woman wears the strap on mm -hmm. and fucks the man. Yes, that's yeah. right. So hear that, Jamie? And we've had this conversation yeah. before and we just, we both were like, our mouths were to the floor. Oh, oh. Mm -hmm. And it just made, I said, oh, I just remember pegging back in the day when people would just like fold their jeans up and peg the, peg the pant leg together. <laughs> I thought. Yeah. See, now that's the pegging I've never heard of. Oh, see, it's, yeah. you learn something okay. new every day. You learn something new. Yeah. I used to peg, peg Peggy. So, uh, sorry. <laughs> so that's maybe a little off topic, what? but I'm just saying, pegging Peggy. I, I used what to date if? a Peggy. Wow. I kind of I mean, use that do, term. Do people name their kids that anymore? Peggy? I don't know. Peggy or pegging? 
Oh, I thought you said you used to peg Peggy. I, know, I just like saying pegging around. Oh, about did now. you have a fun. girlfriend named Peggy? I dated. I, I, she was my girlfriend. We just, just pegged. I mean, <laughs> not peg. I mean, I was just pegging Peggy. Sorry about that. Wait, what? Never mind, guys. Delete that. Thomas, delete, delete. I'm just saying. I used to say this Peggy. I was pegging Peggy, as in, you know, that was the term. But now I'm you're so going, fucking you know, confused. I'm so confused. I'm confused now myself. Holy shit. Wait, did Peggy peg you? Stop that. No, don't confuse me now. I just no. I never dated Peggy. Peggy and I were just having a good time. All right, I'm gonna leave it at that. All right. Hi, Jana. Help me out of this one. So, anyways, honey, how's your trip going? <laughs> I just snorted. This took a bad turn. All right. Like For the record, <laughs> I've never been pegged by Peggy. I was just pegging Peggy, okay? Forget it. Maybe right. you were missing out. You were the active shooter in that Thank situation. Thank you very much. If I Peggy would, yeah. is listening, please call in oh, Peggy. Oh, God, please don't have her call in. Slide in my DM. Oh, I had to really, Peggy Surprise doesn't know Surprise guest. I had to hide from Peggy for a long well, time, okay? I'm going to have Peggy sitting in the, in the waiting room <laughs> for our next episode. Well, this is kind of on topic, guys, today. But anyways, so how are you ladies doing today? Fantastic. Got I'm so we'll happy start to have you. my best so friend you're, here. And oh so how, when's the last time you guys saw each other, by the way? Uh, it was um, probably March okay. earlier this year. All right. Yeah, uh, I think April. Was it? April, yeah. And you've been in Las Vegas for how long now? Mm, five or six years. <laughs> what? What is going on I over just, there? I, I can't. I'm sorry. I'm just, she's a spitter, not a swallower. Just, oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I swallowed. I swallowed. <laughs> By the way, I have to say, and I, I told him mm. off air just now, I said, you know what? I go, the more deeper we go with this, the more we're catching Jamie off guard. She's going to be so... <laughs> You're going to make me feel so uncomfortable. She's going to get so... Like, that we want her <laughs> at that level. That's half the fun of being a dominatrix. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. But you've been here for how long now in Vegas? About five or six years. Okay. And how yeah. did you get into the whole Dom thing, by the way? Um, funny enough, I actually had a customer reach out to me. I've always been in the sex industry, mm -hmm. cam modeling, um, you know, OnlyFans, those kinds of things. And someone reached out to me and was like, you know, I think you'd be a great financial dominatrix. And at first I was like, hold the phone. Someone wants me to give them my money. And I was like, for them to get off? And I was so confused by mm -hmm. it. I did some research and I was like, wow, this is very empowering. Right. And so I started to practice it a little bit. And just, you know, now I laugh all the time, mostly at teeny tiny little weenies. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's, I tell you, it's the only time I laugh, like, from my soul. And they it's, probably, and they, you do it in front of them as well, probably, don't well, you? They love, they love it. it, don't they? They love it, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm so confused. What's happening? So they send dick pics? No, no, no. They, so send, her... they send little shrimpy pics. And and they you want... can't call that a dick, honey. It is so. Oh, wait, and these are their real. These are this is what customers. they were born with. These are customers, well, and they yeah. want you to shame them. Yes. Oh. Well, you and know they the, pay you to do this. The dom yes. world's like this, though. That, that, that's why I put on there. I go, especially when you seek, they seek out the worst, and all of a sudden, like you're they're, you're paying people to actually just you know degrade. We've had so we had Maya Sensors on our show, okay. um, basically from here as well. Do you she know was her? amazing, by the way. She, uh, she was talking about her a little mm -hmm. bit. She okay, was talking about okay. That yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So she came on and gave us the whole side. But today we learned that when you said financial dominatrix, um, on one of the producers goes, "Oh, you mean a fin dom?" I'm like, oh, "What wait. is that? Yeah, the, that's the short for financial <laughs> dominatrix." He goes, "They're fin doms." Yes. Oh, Finn. So I was like, oh, there's a little abbreviated version so of this. So define good. that. Um, so FinDom, I would say, is about 2% of what I actually do in okay. the whole picture of things. Um, FinDom does typically include the things like humiliation, um, you know, making fun of their little tiny penis, denying them of an orgasm, things like that. Um, FinDom is where men get aroused by sending large quantities of money. Typically, it's things that they can't necessarily afford, but because they are such a simp, 
and they cannot help mm. themselves around such a gorgeous lady, they get off like, I literally can't control myself and she could ruin my life. Right. She could drain my entire bank account and I'd let her because I'm so obsessed with her. Wow. I'm such mm. a loser. I can't control myself around her. And That's, wow. it's so funny how the opposite, like they actually <laughs> like These that. These men and... need like spiritual healing. Like I feel like we should Probably take them to Colombia for like an ayahuasca. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of them I'm like, you should be seeing me and your therapist. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say therapist in there as well. That should be on top on top of that as yeah, well. So yeah. Well it sounds fantastic. I mean for you. I mean I'm sorry for the other guys. I mean, but that's what they want. So I It's I, you all know. consensual. There's yes. something for everybody, isn't there? There's yeah. there's something for everybody. Uh, that's so. what I'm learning. Yeah. A plug for every switch. Yeah. Or a plug exactly. for every outlet. Yeah. yeah. Oh. See? Pegging. All is uh, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm the so, plug. There's do you the guys know the story behind it and why he keeps saying that? No. 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 Well, okay. I just oh. put my foot in my own mouth, so I'm sure that's probably <laughs> gonna be the story now. So I was I was dating um a nice gentleman. And after like a few weeks of us, I typically date people that live in other states because I travel so much. So after like a few weeks of talking, um, he was like, yeah, I'm really into like pegging. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. But I didn't know what it was. So after I got off the phone, I started thinking about it. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And so I Google it and I was like, what the hell? And um, so, yeah, I, I didn't end up seeing him because I just... It's oh, not. but it's so powerful, that gender reversal. Mm. Mm. I just don't Speak think... for yourself, mama. Speak <laughs> yeah, for yourself, I, all right? I just Personal need... preference. Yeah, I need not my that I, not, like, What's that say? Not that there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying it's not for me. Not so, for you? No, I've had a finger up the butt. That's as far as I get. Oh. Like, you know what? That's not for me. When it comes so. to pegging, male G-spots are in their prostate. Mm-hmm. Stimulating that will be one of the best. That's why my octave went a little bit higher. Yeah, I yeah. don't even yeah. know if I could finger my man's butthole. No? Well, maybe mm-hmm. not with nails like that. I, no. That's what I always say. Yeah. I was like, I'd, I'd you might really lose one you. up there. But, well, they're mine. So <laughs> <laughs> I might lose a rhinestone. <laughs> it's like, ow, ow. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just not not what I want to do to my man, you know? I, wow. I think I just prefer more, like, masculine. We're going we're gonna to bring but, over to the dark side today, people. I don't know. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always curious to learn. You know, what no, that, that's one thing into. why I love, like, that's why we're so yeah. good on this together. Because I like you're so open to learning and hearing all this is why it's really funny. And then it's just like, I love just. <laughs> he I loves just... making me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know it's out there, though. Yeah. You know, and that's why we want everyone on the show, like, to know that there's just all aspects of life and relationships and mm-hmm. dating and everything. And whether it's in your own home, whether you like to be in public or whether you just got to, like, you know, hire someone to do all the deeds. It's it, there's it's out there. So right. there's something for everyone. So now we'll reach over to you now, Miss Dear, who handles all these people with the into me and sex coach over here. <laughs> what is your take on all this that we're discussing right now? Yeah, I'm on the other end of the spectrum. I mm-hmm. tend to spend more of my time teaching about female anatomy, female pleasure, because the men who come to me, either they think they know and they really don't, right. or they don't know at all. And they're humble enough to be like, please teach me. But a lot of what I work with are people in marriages who have just lost touch. That flame is not there anymore. So teaching them to communicate teaching them to ask the right questions, Mm -hmm. learning how to read the body language. Because, you know, once you get past a certain level of arousal, the blood flow isn't going to the brain anymore. So it's hard to put a sentence together. Tell someone what you want. So learning how to read someone's body language is a lot of what I teach. And Mm -hmm. um, once you know the anatomy and how it works, then like the whole world opens up to you because it's much more than just what you can see from the outside. True. Okay. So with that being said, then um, how long into a marriage that you find that people start seeking out this sort of help? 
when they seek it or when they start hitting trouble? I guess that's what I want to know. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. um, around the year three is where people start to like ha start seeing the effects of things. Around year five to seven is where it really falls apart. Okay. And they usually don't reach out till about year 10 because they're wow. already two or three years into not having sex. And they're like, okay, this is either divorce or we fix this. Okay. And so they'll come to me almost asking for me to tell them to have a divorce, but I do what I can to help you know, fix it. But for some people, that is the best solution. And they only hold on for their kids. And sometimes I actually feel that's worse for the children. Yeah. I agree. Because when you have no love and no physical touch in the home other than just platonic, it's just it's not modeling the right thing for your children. So oftentimes if it doesn't work with, you know, going to a standard therapist or myself, mm -hmm. then it is like, okay, we should look at what really is the right answer for you. Okay. You know, it's funny that um so Jane and I were at a burlesque show the other night, um, called Tease and Tease If You Please in um, Los Angeles. Hello, Donna Hood, plug to you. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I, you know, and I, and I observe everywhere I go now, like I just love watching couples and people. So I'm watching this couple in front of us and actually I ended up sitting next to him when you moved down and sat next to us like that. And so I'm sitting next to him. They're watching this amazing, hot, like sexy show going down. And they're just like this, just nothing out of both of them and not even clapping or anything. And part of me was like, why are you guys here? Like, what is the point of being here? Like, it's like, there yeah. was no like interaction, no communication. Meanwhile, I got a row of five girls. I'm like, oh yeah, bam, high five and da 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 boom. Hey honey, I love you, all this shit like that. It's like, I'm having a good old time because I love who I'm with, but I just don't understand when people are out together, right. how they just simultaneously can be together and not really interact. It drives me nuts. So I can only imagine what it's like in a marriage like that for that long after 10 years of just ignoring each other and just not even like a glance or a touch or a feel. Mm -hmm. It's like, what? I, I couldn't. I couldn't it's, do it. It's all about routine, right? Mm -hmm. Like we get into habits. And when you get into the habit of not doing those things, it lasts. And so like one of the things I love telling people is when whoever it is that works away from home comes home or the last person to arrive take a second and do a 20 second kiss. And like literally, it doesn't have to be a makeout session, right? But take time to really I hold each other. Yes. Mm. And that just brings you back together and it'll help you like drop out of work mode into home mode. <clears throat> and like just having those little things, like I probably get half, a, maybe two dozen kisses from my partner before he even leaves for work in the morning. Cause okay. every time we are in the room together and one person goes from maybe the bathroom to the kitchen, we leave the room, we always get a kiss. And we oh, just have great. such a habit of it because we don't want to get into the habit of just not ever touching so right. when you build those strong habits up front it really helps but when you're in a marriage without that you have to consciously add those things into your day okay and it does bring you back i mean you yeah. said you love kissing like mm -hmm. it does when you're when you haven't done it for a while like i i can attest to that with my girlfriend because we are fly by the seat by fly by nights now you know she's busy i'm busy and but there's that moment all of a sudden we connect and just kiss like the like before i left yesterday she goes no, no, come here. Because I just gave her a quick peck. I'm leaving. She goes, come here. And I gave her a long one. All of a sudden I went, oh, oh. oh yeah, I remember what it, this is like now. And, yeah. it just, and it just took me to this incredible euphoric state of like, this is why I love you. But you lose it. You do lose it though. Yeah. So I can understand that. And kissing is so good for the woman too. Because when you kiss, they're in your saliva, a male to a female, um, your testosterone transfers. And testosterone spikes the arousal in a woman. So if you want her to get turned That's on. That's why I'm so aggressive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you really want to have that kissing because it helps her. And, that, and a lot of people are orally uh, turned on, orally activated. So you know, it doesn't always have to be on the lips that you're oh, yeah. kissing. But... Right, true.
Yeah, I'm a neck kisser. Mm. I love kissing the neck. Yeah, you do. I, I don't like it. Mm. I no, say I, 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 love no, I, I say it. a certain way though because I know even like you have it's an exploration of the body as we all know to find that sort of thing. So I always like kind of like find the right spot by just it's never like right all into it. But yeah. I'll go in really slow and all of a sudden it's very gentle. And then when I feel like this, I go there it is right there. Mm. Oh, I'm good. I lock okay. it in. Right. <laughs> so he's like, oh, I like when a man's like, I've had a area. bad day. I get so excited. I'm uh-huh. like, oh, he's had a bad day. I can't fucking wait till he gets home. I'll be behind the front door, like topless. Come give me a hug, baby. <laughs> See, everybody's got a thing, right? Yes. It's like, so she interprets it. It's funny. Everybody interprets this thing differently. I mean, and so I know that you girls can both say that, right? It's like, mm-hmm. there's different ways that people get turned on. So let's discuss that from your point of view. Goddess, what do you think? All the different ways of being turned on. I know like from your from your profession right now, it's it's a lot different, obviously, then. But my question is off of that note, do they traditionally most of the people that come to see you, mm-hmm. are they turned on by other things except for the things that the right the things that they want from you? That they can't ask their partner to do, by the way. Uh, yes, most definitely. I think one of the things that would turn on most of my customers is that aspect of shame. Okay. Is they know that this isn't necessarily normal. Um but this is what turns me on. And I kind of want to explore that. And I know, you know, typically out in the real world or someone who I might meet would be disgusted by this. Mm-hmm. And it is that shame or that taboo side of it. Like, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't admit this to anyone. And so I think it's kind of that secretive double life and right. shame that they don't want to share with someone. Okay. That do they, do you on. find, cause we've asked our past, um, you know, on an episode with the other uh, guest, um, do you feel that they, if they are married or not, whatever it is, whatever the preference is, um, that they can go home and share this with their partner or do, or do they say, I can't do this with my partner and do you usually suggest, Hey, maybe you should try to talk to them. How does that part go? Um, it really depends on the customer. A lot of them, um, they do have an agreement, you know, with the wife, like, oh, this is something I need. The wife isn't able to provide it. And so they find it somewhere else. Um, Sometimes I get, you know, betas or cucks who are like, well, this is my wife told me to come do this because she wants to see it happen, you know, by another powerful lady. Okay. Um, Sometimes it's couples who their wife has cucked them. And it's like, well, I just want to talk about how she's out with another man right now. Got it. And so it, yeah. So, See, and I, so I appreciate sometimes it's the open, conversation sometimes like that, it's, though. But I appreciate the, yeah. the communication factor. So, mm-hmm. and with off of that, Jaina, for you, then, um, do you feel off from what she said? Then, when you have these couples that come to you that might want a little bit more and share a little bit more, how do you? What's what's? I know you're the go-between, the mediator for that. So, how does that work? Yeah, I mean, communication is everything. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people find it really hard to open up, even if you've not had sex for a few months, to say, I just want to have say, sit and cuddle with you. I want to connect. I want to touch. I want to kiss. That can be a hard barrier. The longer you wait, the more difficult it becomes. Mm-hmm. And so I, I often just say, just ask, right? And sometimes watching a film or a TV show where you know there's going to be a sex scene in it, and you'd be like, hey, that was fun. You want to try that? Like, that's a great intro sometimes. Oh, I, I pause them all the time when, like, Jamie's <laughs> out of the room, anybody's out there. I'm like, oh, let me pause that part. Hang out for a minute. Oh, they're back in the room. Push play. Hey, look at that, honey. I do it all the time. It's so such a great way it's to do so it. It's so great. Yes. It is. You should try it. Or, or just saying, hey, I saw this thing or I read this article or whatever it is, and I thought that'd be interesting. Are you interested in this? And just asking if they're open to exploring this. And sometimes you're going to get a no, and then you say, okay, why? What is it that you're not okay with? And the more you can learn, mm-hmm. the more you can navigate that. Um, but there's also something I love to do with my clients called the will, want, won't list. And when you write down, what am I willing to do? Like things I absolutely love and I always want. Mm -hmm. What do I want to try that I maybe never tried before? And what is my absolute will not do it boundaries? 
And when both partners do those lists and then you can compare them, right. see what crosses over, like automatically go and mark out all the boundaries, like, okay, not okay, not okay. And then, oh, look, we both want to try this thing. Let's try that. And when you can have those lists, you now have a blueprint of what That's your partner great. wants. That's a great idea. And you yeah. can even take those and then write them individually on slips of paper and put it in a jar. And then some nights you just run your hand through the jar and pull it out. And this is what we're going to try. Improv night. Mm -hmm. Yay. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, might have to, I might have to take that, you know, advice myself. Yeah. Have a little list for every client. That's a, yeah. that's a good one. That's <laughs> a really like good that. one. today yeah. you're mm -hmm. getting. <laughs> yeah, right. So often, so with, with doing that, some of the most people who are the most uncomfortable, let's say, and let's like say- me. Okay, so let's say your partner, <laughs> let, well, let's go with you then. Let's say your partner um, is just more like, you know, and you're more like, hey, you know, that's not, I don't really mm -hmm. want to do that. But would you, want, would you write all your wants and stuff like that on paper? Even your most like far um, off I, uninhibited versions? So I try to be strictly like um, push positivity. So I would not write um, the... The won't? The won'ts. I, I don't think okay. that I would write the won'ts because then it like gives ideas and so I probably just wouldn't go down that road but I would write down the wants and the like yeah. want to try or I, whatever. I, I would I would take that I don't think the the won'ts <clears> because <throat> once again why if the won'ts is something that if she doesn't want it then I'm not gonna pursue but it how do you communicate your boundaries um yes Jamie how do <laughs> well because you don't want to wait until you're in the moment and then be like oh can we do this and you're like no because that can kill the mood. Yeah, I guess I do want This is what something you want to yeah. do outside oh, the Oh, okay, yeah. wait. So if, I guess I'm just thinking. You're non-negotiables. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. so my non-negotiables, like, yeah. So people mm -hmm. know I'm not like a fan of like mm -hmm. anal. So if, yeah. if I'm dating someone and that's something that he's like really into, then realistically, it's probably not going to work for us. Right, doesn't sound compatible. This is a great way to find yeah. out if you're compatible yeah. sexually because some people... They want to wait a certain time into the relationship to have sex. And this is a non-sexual activity that gives you an understanding, right? Right. So I can, I totally understand not wanting to push, push the negatives, but you have to talk about those boundaries. And so it doesn't have to be in detail and you don't have to go down the whole list. Like, won't do bestiality. Won't do, <laughs> right, right. you don't yeah. I'm not to. dressing up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like if you have a, a lot of people I work with, I specialize in sexual trauma. So a lot of people mm -hmm. are like, Maybe they had someone to where they sat on their lap and like had negative thing happen. Mm. Like, oh, I won't do a lap dance. Like, okay, cool. Good to know that. Because other people, that's a super fun and flirty way to have, you know, get the fork. Yeah, but I've mm -hmm. also heard too um, that some people that were like maybe um, molested at a young age, mm -hmm. they like being woken up that way. Yeah, it's it's so they're, interesting. They're opposite. So okay. um, I I talked to a girl that was molested at a young age, and it's um, crazy. But her dad would like come in late at night and like touch her inappropriately. But now that she's older, that's how she likes sex with her partner. Mm -hmm. Is that is that weird no, or different no. or like what is it? So, you would think that it triggers like a traumatic experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So but she likes it. There is no mm -hmm. meaning in life except the meaning we give it. Okay. So even if two people had the same experience, a lot of people have unfortunately lived that experience in life. And we either do one of the two different spectrums, like either we absolutely hate that and it triggers us in a negative way, right. or that is the only way we get aroused now. So again, that's what this list and these these different activities are for. I also love to do something called um, the boundaries map. So I I have like these forms I can send people with. It's basically a little stick figure that you have there. So there's a pleasure map and a boundaries map. Boundaries mm -hmm. is easy because most of us know where we don't like to be touched. Mm -hmm. For myself, I don't like my feet touched. Um, oh. So I would put take a big red marker and put it all yeah. over my feet. So Mine's my, my partner, shoulders. 
Really? So, yeah, what do you I mean? Like, I, I get creeped out. Like, you don't want your I don't like I don't like back rubs. I don't like oh. I don't like like massage like I'm just like I just like Mara, get off me. You know, like what? It's just the thing. Like it's just yeah. It's so just, this is where that comes in handy because mm -hmm. you never know. And sometimes a partner you used to have would have loved their shoulders rubbed. And then you get with oh. this partner, you don't want to do that and trigger them. So there's also the pleasure map, which this one's much more fun. Mm -hmm. You have one partner lay on a bed and get blindfolded. The other partner gets to take one hand and lightly caress them. They'll ask first, may I touch your, or I'm going to touch your, and then as you're moving, you're lightly caressing or maybe a little firmer pressure. The second hand of that person is on the paper writing one through 10, right? Oh, wow. So one being don't like this or 10. And so the laying down partner while blindfolded only gets to say out the number of what they're feeling. Don't you already know though? Like when you're saying this, I already know that I like my entire body touched. Right. But that's over experience and time though. But that's yeah. a, but <laughs> that's with also with like experience though. That's the whole point though. Yeah, a but lot of women don't know their body. Yeah. They haven't explored. They don't know. Right. And mm. so this is the first time that they get to go. Oh my gosh, the middle of my my elbow. Like oh, that feels so good. I right. didn't know behind my knees felt good or my neck. So and hold you, on, Jana. Can I say something real fast? And yeah. that and that's not true because you said you don't like your neck kiss. So that's well, I do, but it like know? gives me like I, you know what I right. mean. No, so I understand like, that. Yeah, Maybe you're so. a two on your neck. Yeah. So yeah. and but a like, ten yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. Right. Like I just think that my neck is like you can kill me. So okay. I think okay. um back to like self defense. Like I'm always protecting gotcha. mm -hmm. like my neck. But I was telling him the person that I was dating. Like right when I met him, I walked up and he grabbed me by my neck oh, no. and was like, get inside woman. And I was like, I think she was totally was turned like, on. Oh my God. This, yeah. this is my guy. Like, it's, I think my panties. Are I feel wet. like sometimes that's energy though. Would you guys say that's energy though? We were talking about this earlier about Maybe energy Maybe because if someone else that I wasn't yeah. like mm -hmm. so attracted to grabbed my neck, I'd be like, get the hell out of right. here with that shit. Right. And timing. It's always about Wait, the timing. I mean, so. I don't know. Well, whatever it was, I fucking <laughs> it loved it. Energy, yeah. environment, trust. Right. You have so, to trust them. Yeah. Especially so is it, so is it just like a, like a, like a finger or a hand rub? Like how, how, what are you, what are you doing for say? It could say, be the, like a flick. Yeah. I mean, I usually. You just want to do that all day. I know it. I usually say caressing and like touches the no. reason is if you take your hand and rub on your arm you feel one sensation if you touch even lighter it almost intensifies mm. mm -hmm. so it's a great we're way. all tickling ourselves <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to really find out what you like and then at the end of this oh my gosh I'm just kidding. I love her. <laughs> so at the end of this you have this map where you've got all these numbers written down and then you can take colors like everything from like blue to like hot red and everything in between and you can color it in so you have like a heat map mm. of your partner. My so, chart would look so shitty. I'd be so turned on doing that. They're like, scribble. <laughs> two. Is it two? She goes, what I, is I'm that? wondering how I they have one hand a, over here and writing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd be like scribbling. Oh my God, I'm so I turned can't. on right now. This is amazing. Oh my so, God. You know, so I don't know how much that works for me, Jana, but I will probably, you know, <laughs> I'll take your word Siri for it. Can we have Siri taking notes? You know? <laughs> right. Hey Siri, make that a 10. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe do it without the notes in the moment and come in immediately afterwards. You have a sketch artist over there. Look at the professional <laughs> One day I'll have an app where you can just like drag your finger something easier. <laughs> like, there you go. No, I like that though. I'm going to actually try that. I think that's pretty brilliant. And so. it's, it's also fun to just have the trust of being able to be blindfolded and then really just getting to know your partner's yeah. body. Watching, do they get goosebumps? Does the hair stand up? Do they arch their back a little? Are they breathing faster? Like those are all cues, okay. right? Things to look for. Right. So you don't necessarily need it to be this on paper. Okay. But, so off of that then, yeah. Pantina, and you can answer this um, goddess as well. Um, how do you know, like, when, 
for instance, like I was watching a show on, um, I forgot what series it was, but they were talking about this and um, the woman went from like, let's say she had a kid, you know, like a, a kid or whatever, a box or whatever. And they went from a feather, then a little bit harder mm -hmm. than with like these. So wh how much do you use? How much do you know when to pull out the, the heavy equipment, let's just say? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what? Like, stop laughing at the goddess. Um, I mean, <laughs> so, you know, like in parts here, I mean, it's like, okay, so we use a finger. Now I'm going to use the knife. I'm like, how's that feel? But, you know, there's different things that people like because even the lightest touch might not be enough but then that that like that sharp object might be the perfect amount of it maybe he yeah. likes hot wax right so how do you yes. know when to get to that point so who wants to answer that one again you start with conversation you okay talk communication about it. Oh, okay. oh yeah that thing down 100 yeah. yeah. this, this okay. thing works for more than oral pleasure this is yeah. true i like okay okay <laughs> yeah. okay all right all right I mean, that got him yeah i communicate really well and i do communicate everything like that too but i just for people out there well the other thing <laughs> to think about too is sometimes we could hear it or even see the device that is wanting to be used and be like, hell no, you're not touching me with yeah. that. But then it's like, I always tell everybody, try things two to three times. Um, the reason being is we don't just want to try something once because sometimes if your environment is wrong or the person you're with is wrong mm -hmm. or for whatever reason yeah. you're not in the right headspace, mm -hmm. you could have had a negative reaction the first time, but give it a try with a new partner in a new environment. Um, really get a, super aroused before trying something new okay. um, because if you're cold and trying something new, it's just going to be really weird. Right. But like sometimes you don't know. Something that looks like it's going to be prickly might actually not feel that way. Um, you might be referring to love, sex, and goop. I that was it. Yes, there you thank go. you for the thank what? you for that. Yeah, what that is was this? It. such a, a good show. Oh my gosh. Oh. Yeah, it's a, like a series of different uh, with these couples. Yep. And um, you want to explain to her what it is? So, Love, Sex, and Goop is a show where they it's a, a series of different sex educators with different modalities of teaching, and they take these different couples, every different um, genders, every uh, you know races, all sorts of different things, and they walk them through these different things to help bring their marriages and relationships closer. And mm -hmm. one of those was. Um, a woman who sat down with a uh, a couple and like the husband you could tell was like, no. Like yeah. he was like, I don't want to have anything to do with this. And then she started guiding them and showing him like, look, you can do this. And his wife was so turned on by one, like it looked like, um, if you think of Wolverine, like those claws. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what I saw. So there was mm -hmm. a, a device and he just lightly dragged these claws across her and she was so turned on that he was like, this feels yeah. great. And off of what she's saying is that they basically were having issues with sex because mm -hmm. she, you know, she was more vanilla and he wanted a little bit more. But at the same time, he was just like a straightforward, this is what I want, never really asking her what she wants. And theory so that all helped them to get closer together with sex mm. and stuff like that but then when the woman did to him even like he even got oh. more wow like like no 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 i don't want any of that stuff i mean then he goes you can do this to me anytime you want to yeah. because he's he like where do we it. buy these he trusted it and <laughs> it's all about trust by the way especially as well so i feel like in the confines of your own home everyone should try to explore it, especially but the hard part is just you're with someone once again someone that you're with and you cannot communicate the simple fact of your needs that just always bothers me well, if so. you can't talk about mm -hmm. sex, you shouldn't be having it. That's so simple. Like, if you cannot talk about what you want with your mm -hmm. partner, do not do it in the bedroom. Yeah, well, what about the people that really don't know what they want? Find an expert. And yeah. like myself, mm -hmm. like Goddess, like the other women that were displayed on this show, like find an expert and do something like this. But we're first of all, be happy. open to asking your partner, can we seek someone out? That's yeah. the first thing. And that's what people are so afraid of. So someone that's like good at this, like yourself, when you first start dating someone, when do you hop into these questions immediately and tools immediately you mean, like, you know, you know, like you, the first date you you're like do you like anal? i have quite a few times <laughs> that i have uh 
it used to be just a small bag. It is much bigger at this point. So give us an example. Like walk us through what that looks I've like. I've seen her closet. So I was sad. Our bedroom is basically like a Fifty Shades of Grey room. We have a whole wall where like, you know, the peg walls you would put tools on in a garage. Well, I have all my tools, all my toys hung up on there. But this is a, an experience before the partner I'm currently with. Um, but there was a guy, I was first night being with him, and I like had my bag of fun with me. I just threw it on the ba- on the bed. I was like, what can you do with that? I was like, had handcuffs, some rope, some other little fun things in there. And he was just like stared at me like freaking out. I was like, okay, you're not the right partner for me then because I need someone who's adventurous, who's mm-hmm. going to like try these things. And even the man I've been with for the last eight years, he didn't start out as adventurous as he currently is, right. but he learned to love it. He had no idea right. he liked this stuff until yeah. he started to get into it. I I enjoy with the right partner in the right environment being in bondage. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, just him exploring that, he really found, I love rigging up because he's got an engineer brain. And he now he gets super turned on by like putting things together. And so I can sometimes from the other room hear the chains in the room. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here he goes. <laughs> and I great. get excited. Yeah. I like that. I am anchored to the noise of those chains. So he almost sometimes goes in, just rattles them. So I'll be doing dishes or something. I'm like, let me wrap this up. I'm going to yeah. go in the room. And like, that's how my arousal starts. And like, everyone's got their own blueprint for arousal, right? But if you can add one thing to that, because yeah. um, we had discussed this um, when you showed me your room on Zoom that one time, that the, even the lighting, tell them about the lighting. When you're not in the mood, there's certain lighting that you guys put on and things like that. Tell yeah. her about that. Here, I'll, I'll walk through my blueprint for mm-hmm. arousal. So my very first thing is that I need to go in the room and I'll lay out all the toys that I want to use that time. Then I go to the door and I lock it. For me, locking the door makes me feel really safe and I need that. Um, if it's just open, I, I feel weird. So then the next thing I do is change the lighting like Chris is talking about. You can get some simple LEDs, um, but I change, I turn all the lights down in either red, dark purples. Those kind of anchor me in. Um, then I turn on some music and we have a big mirror and a stripper pole in our room because God bless, you got to have one of those, right? And so I just Thank start you, to... Thank you, God. <laughs> I start to, to dance and I, I start to do my own little strip tease. And it's not for him, even though he gets to watch and enjoy, right? Right? It's for me mm-hmm. because this is me getting into my own body and like really feeling good. So I start to dance. I start to caress myself and then I'm feeling good and I'll lay down on the bed and then I start using some of my clitoral toys and then I start using some of my other toys to get myself worked up. I have quite a few, maybe a dozen orgasms before mm-hmm. he even jumps on the bed and then he'll join. And then for a while, it's just him like light hand on the thigh or this and that. And then um, we're probably about 30 minutes in at this point. Um, I'm raving. I'm like ready to go. And then he joins the party. And for him, it's really fun because he gets to voyeur. He gets to like yeah, watch and right. like enjoy watching me just enjoy Which I don't myself. care what any guy says. We all love that, by the way. Like everyone loves that. But is this that. the process every time? Yep. So after like 10 years, is it still hot? Eight years? Yeah, absolutely. And it just gets better and better and better because we learn more about ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you you don't know my story yet. So I've had seven surgeries on my vulva in the last 10 years. So I have a lot of scar tissue. So I have to have this warm up. There is no quickie. There is no version of let's just jump in the bedroom, get yeah. it done and go. Like I need this. And so we have, it's taken us eight years for me to formulate this. And this is a lot of what I get to work on with my female clients mm-hmm. is really helping find what works for them mm-hmm. because mm. this might not work for them. Yeah. It might be needing to be thrown up against the wall by their neck, by their partner they trust and love um, or having that dirty talk or sexting all day long before he gets home or 
whatever it is. Sometimes it's maybe having the dishes done because if you're thinking constantly the dishes need to be done in the back of your mind, you can't get into it, right? So everybody's arousal is a little different. But just remember, ambiance is everything. So lighting, music, you know, turning the temperature of the room up a little bit because if you're warm, you're more likely to be turned on. Mm. But if you're cold, especially, you don't want to get naked and mm. be like shivering, no right? Yeah. It's no good. Yeah. I mean, That's what I always said. It's yeah. fucking cold in here. Those movies are alive. You're getting not to 90s because <laughs> I'm bundling up. <laughs> or just wear some socks and then the socks will keep you mostly warm because, uh, you know, women are 20% more likely to orgasm if they have socks on their feet because it keeps them warm. Mm-hmm. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I'm to try that. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, that's I told the... her I would do the knee highs, but there's no way I'm wearing like my gym socks during sex. <laughs> yeah. like, that's just not going to happen. Right. Stockings. <laughs> or it can look sexy is what exactly, you're yeah. So why did you have all these surgeries? So I had something called a Bartholin gland cyst and it kept reoccurring. Essentially, it's also called the greater vestibular bulb. Um, when we get aroused and we start to, to secrete a little bit of that moisture, that's this gland. We have one on the left and the right. And so it just, it started to inflame. Um, over the last 10 years, I've learned what the patterns are when they happen. So it's poor nutrition, too much dairy and sugar in my diet, not enough hydration, mm. not moving enough, which all slows the liquids in our body and thickens the mucus. Mm. So those liquids were just getting blocked and creating a cyst. I also had a lot of sexual trauma I had not healed. And it wasn't until I fully healed that trauma that they stopped occurring. Because I um, trauma emotionally or physically, sec- physical and emotional and mental and all of it. Okay. <laughs> um, but it, I truly believe that when we have these negative experiences, these emotions get stuck in your body and I can agree. cause yeah. disease. Yes. Mm-hmm. So since it was sexual trauma, it was stuck in my sexual organs. For a lot of people, it shows up as PCOS. They either get these cysts, which is polycystic ovarian syndrome, okay. to where they have a hard time getting pregnant, and then mm-hmm. fertility is a is a un- unfortunate side effect of a lot of these things. So, you know, a lot of people go to doctors, they get on pills, they do all these other things. And I'm just like, I just like to share with them, like it might be sexual trauma and they're like, they, they light up behind their eyes because right. they're like, I have that. And I'm like, okay, let's, let's either find a therapist or this or that. And so like, it's just a sense of just letting go. Yeah. Then, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to be willing to forgive them. And it's as hard as that is for someone who's still in the victim mentality to do, the only way to become a survivor is to really forgive that person. And uh, I did everything from, you know, therapy, also like deeper stuff, uh, mental and emotional release. I've also done sweat lodges and gone to Costa Rica for ayahuasca. And ayahuasca oh, was the final thing that helped me mm-hmm. really, really let mm-hmm. it go. Right. Because, you know, you're you're only hurting yourself. It's like drinking poison. It's like forgiveness. You, you just, it's not for them. It's for you. Mm-hmm. Because if you can fully forgive and like a lot of times putting yourself in their shoes. In my case, one of, you know, I have multiple people who have abused me over the time, but the main one, if I really sit back, like he had Crohn's, he was always in pain. He had been beaten by his own father. So like hurt people hurt people. Mm. And when alcohol is involved, which is what the case was, like he just lose control. I'm going to take what I want. doesn't matter how much you scream or run away or whatever. And then you learn that you either fight, flight, or freeze. And unfortunately, freeze was mine. I would just dissociate, float above, and watch what's happening. Just be like a rag doll. So it's like we have conversations Mm -hmm. and people are like, well, why didn't you just leave? Why didn't you call the cops? Well, yes, but in the pressure of that moment, your body says, let me make you safe. Whatever right. that, just yep. just take it. Just lay here and let it happen. It'll be over. You'll be fine. Because if you the alternatives fight, are going to be a lot worse, correct. or they could be worse. You never yeah, know. Some, but, yeah. In my situation, I knew there was a gun within two feet. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to lay here. Like I, you don't know how violent yeah. these people can become if they don't get what they want, especially when they're that drunk. 
So it's like, this is something that my superpower a lot of times is being able to hold space for people who have had extreme trauma. Because like, it's, you got to be able to not cry. You got to be able to not show it. And of course, the next day or later on, I'll go out and ground, do my things to let that energy go. But but you didn't in that time, or did you? No, did this you know has how? been an evolution. It's taken right. me a That's long That's why I was time. saying, once again, as far as you go, like when I met her, I was just like, wow, like, you know, you are just, for your, your age and your wisdom, where you're eons mm-hmm. above most, and it's, it's, you're a special woman, and it's, you're so, it's just like, you're amazing. So Thank I you. know that all that you take, you've taken it, and you've learned, what do they say? Take the worst and make it positive, and you've done that quite well. Yeah. So kudos Turn to your you adver- adversity into your yeah. advantage, mm-hmm. right? Right. So for women yeah. that have, um, have trouble having multiple orgas- orgasms, <laughs> <laughs> um, how can you help in that area? Yeah, I'd, I love talking to women about this because I always tell them, you are not a man. You, <laughs> you are capable of more, honey. Yeah. And so one one thing to explain to them is like, what is the process? What am I going to feel? Because a lot of times we get to like the precipice right before a really good full body orgasm and our body naturally wants to push away. And so we almost feel like we're pushing our partner away. And a lot of times people think, oh no, this is pain, no good. It's like, no, push through that. Oh, I'm allow like yourself to surrender. Keep going. And I'm like, yes. no, no, oh, I'm going yes. in, honey. I and continue. it's like, allow yourself in that <laughs> moment, take a deep breath, let go. Because once you get over that mm-hmm. hump, that's when the full body orgasms happen. And then I always tell them, don't you dare stop at one. You don't stop until you get to 12 or more, because that's yeah. when the full body starts getting in there. And the holy grail. I've had about two and a half minute orgasms before. And it's, what? He's like, are you alive? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm living. <laughs> that's crazy. That's a holy it's, grail. Yeah, it's crazy that some people know their body yeah. to that extent and then other women can't even have one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but so. it's, it's like, I mean, it's, you just have to be so in tune with that, though. That's I the thing, I think it's though. a mental. It like, is, but that's 100%. what I mean. You have to be in tune because you have to let go of everything and just be in that like like euphoric state of just like, I'm just going to see, just let it go. Yeah. And we never know, you know? So yeah. um, what's your take on that, Goddess? From your point of view, with like, once again, I'm going to go more for... Um, People who come to you, do they actually finish and get off? Is that the whole goal for them? People who come to me? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, hardly ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I know for me personally as well, I actually sometimes enjoy feeling turned on okay. more than I enjoy orgasming. And so for me, one thing that I love to practice is sexual transmutation, mm-hmm. where I'll build that energy and then I'll take that with me where I go. I love to do it before a workout. Okay. This is one of the best times to do it. You'll have mm-hmm. a fantastic workout. Um, when I'm blocked crea- uh, creatively, I like to, you know, masturbate a little bit, but I do not like to finish. Okay. Um, for a lot of my customers, the denial and not being in control of their orgasm is what gets gets them, them off. off. Yeah. Okay. And it's, then it's not my body; it's not my choice. You right. decide for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. when so with for that for them then with the denial that you give them, how do you know most of your good ones when they're at that point in theory? Yes. So mm-hmm. a lot of it does, again, come down to communication because okay. when it's all over the phone, you can't necessarily read the body That's language true. as well. Yeah. And so um, a lot of them, they do have to speak up and, you know, tell me. And so it's it's knowing what kind of questions to ask, like, hey, how are you feeling today? And a lot of my customers, I do just ask that. I'm like, hey, are we feeling more in denial? Are we feeling like, you know, we want to be teased, tortured? Like, how yeah. are we feeling today? What's on the menu today? Exactly. Because yeah. mm-hmm. um, while I am a dominatrix and I tend to, you know, set the scene, What's very important to me is making sure it's all consensual, you know, and in a dom sub relationship, I want them to trust me and I want them to know they're safe with me because then they're willing to push their own boundaries even more. Gotcha. So that's what I love about those kind of relationships is 
you can't just push someone, push someone, push someone, and then tell them like, you're just going to do whatever I say. You make them want to do whatever you say. So that's what I love about those kind of relationships. And at that point, they're like, I don't deserve to come. You know, (laughs) you're so right. And most of these men, like they kind of already know what they like. And so they'll come to you and be like, this is what I like. Or when I get a new customer, I always ask them like, what's your number one sexual fantasy? What's something you've always wanted to explore? And that helps open up the door for like, how how much farther do you take them? Even like, you know, like it's like, um, once again, it's that thing where that's I I love your field of work, by the way. I think it's fascinating. (laughs) The people come to you who have something in mind that they want, Mm -hmm. but they don't even know the full spectrum of what there really is that they need to do. So when they come to you and say, well, this is what I want. And then you just take to a whole nother level. How do I'm I'm sure it's surprising for them and probably quite scary for them as well. So how do, how do you let them know and explore on that side of things? When someone come and say, Hey, you know, this is what I want. Goddess, I know what I want. I want this, this, and then you're probably like, that's not even half of what I'm going to get get you. You know what I mean? In theory. So, well, how... you know, I'll ask. I'll be like, hey, have you ever thought about trying this? This is something I'm really into. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, I had a customer who came to me, and he um, was very more vanilla. Just wanted, you know, some mutual sexy talk, right? And I was like, well, have you ever explored not coming? Have you ever tried this? And now he's like, oh my God, me and my girlfriend have the best sex. We edge each other nonstop. And he's like, I haven't come for like 10 days. It's the best feeling in the world. Wow. And he'd never heard of it before he came yeah. to me. And so that's that's one thing that I love to do is I feel like a lot of my purpose on this planet is giving people that space to explore their sexuality with no shame. Unless, you know, shame is your kink. Right. Then, okay, you know, I can call you weird. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so then off of that, then so what is your everyday life like then? You know, dating, what, what are you in right now? Solo dating, how's everything for you? Um, so I'm single right now. Okay. My, my goal is I would like someone to create content with. And so this is, you know, again, how she says, like, I put it all on the table. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I'm at. If you can't be okay with what I do for a living, and um, not only that, if you don't want to participate in it, that's going to be very hard for me because a lot of the content I create, it is, you need another partner there. Okay, I see what you're saying. And so either you have to be okay with that, you have to be willing to do something like that with me. Um, so that's where I go to look, you know, right now, the toys, oh, they get the job <laughs> done. <laughs> we need to create a toy, Jamie, for our dating Ooh. intelligence T- toy. Tell me what kind of man can suck yeah. you and fuck you at the same time because my it's womanizer duo point. can. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good yeah. point. So. Yeah. We, need, right. we need a toy. Like we need to create our own toy. Create I don't toy. use toys. I mean, not for us, for what? like our world out there. Our world. I mean, yeah, we can we can definitely dive into that. Okay, for, for, that, for that would be a Jaina question yeah. for sure. This is something she's explored a lot. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah actually, Tom and I. Why don't you create gonna, a toy? I I would yeah. love to, but <laughs> I'm like, we're gonna get to deal, just say, like a company where it's like, like that's not this side of the table. I'll use it. We're gonna get a company. We're gonna have our own names on a toy. Is what I'm saying. No, you have your name on a fucking toy. I don't know if I want my name on a toy. Please, just call me Lord, my Lord. I will be called my lord. That's all I have to say. So, yeah, we've yeah. my partner and I have actually thought about creating toys because we're so passionate about that. We have yeah. probably tens of thousands. Of you dollars should create toys. a toy. Then we actually have all the silicone, the models. We've made a couple clay models, oh, which wow. is where you start, yeah. and then you make a silicone mold, and then that mold is reused over and over to make the silicone toys. So okay. we have looked into the densities, how to make them properly. Like we are connoisseurs of toys um i need them and so we want to learn to create them because it's such a big market and it's the one of the only products 
there are no returns. You mm -hmm. cannot return a sex toy. So Same all you have to do is want. really good marketing because if you can get the toy to sell, then and most companies just make them and put them out there on these websites with hundreds of thousands of options, right? So if you just can, you know, influencer marketing or whatever it is to market it, that's all you have to focus on because right. there's no chargebacks, there's no returns. There's we're gonna get someone to sponsor uh, us. We're gonna, we still need a sex toy. <laughs> just, it's, it's perfect fit. That's where we're at, right? Mm -hmm. It's a perfect fit. So, um, all right. So, girls, we're gonna jump into our episode topic. I know we've already been talking, but this mm -hmm. is all segues into everything. So, um, today's episode, guys, it's called "What's Your Sex Language? How Do You Think You Identify in the Bedroom?" So, I had to ask all of us to take a test. Did you get to do yours, honey? No. Did oh, you, you send it to me? Yes. Take yours right now while we discuss this. So, we're gonna talk okay. about. Um, let me start with you, I'm in Jaina. Time basically, out. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, um, basically, like, so there's different sex things that people identify with, which there are probably how many would you say they're out there? Like real official ones that both you may know about. Like one person had like 14 on a quiz. Someone had 11. Someone with five. So what do you? How many identify? How, how many can we identify within the sex in, in the bedroom? Right. I mean, just like you said, there's a range. I don't think there's any official number, okay. but I'd say there's probably between five and 10 that are solid ones. It just depends on how much you branch those out and, and get individual. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many different flavors and ways. And the other thing is, you know, taking this test was really hard because it's like, am I talking about like I'm different yeah, all the time. Right. Like, like there's a, there's a, Jamie and I had been sharing, like, there's a gray area, right? That yeah. You're like, going, like, and if you put it, you're like, well, I don't really know if that's me, but then like, I even read my answer and I'll, I'll, I'll you know, I'll start with me first. Let's just start with me. Yeah. So I'm, I'm over here taking the test. No, no ladies yeah. first here. I see. Well, okay. well I know. But, you know I mean, Did you guys take I'm the out, test? Yeah. Goddess, oh. I'm outnumbered here. I got to go first. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so mine was basically, um, let's see, I'm, I'm, I'm the explorer is what mine said. So I want to be the explorer. I basically, um, just basically just, the explorer and that was hold on where's my thing on here let's find it real quick um crap 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 sorry guys okay so oh my gosh am i gonna be five anyways i'm gonna read off the sheet here so the explorer was um, where are we right now? Sorry, I'm taking up this time with this stuff right there. Okay, well, maybe we'll start with you what guys. Are you doing? I'm looking up all the personalities. <laughs> I mean, I screenshotted mine, but my phone's over there, so no, I wouldn't be able okay, to read so, it off to you. So there, there's 11 of them, like we said. And um, so here's my, I'm the explorer. So uh, this says, you're all about novelty. You're curious about sex and you love learning, experimenting, and trying new things. You like hmm. pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. You don't take sex too seriously and you can laugh about it, uh, laugh about it if your explorations don't work out perfectly. So that's who I am, which is probably See, me to the T, except for a few skews here and there, like you said about that gray area. It was really funny because I got the romantic and okay. I would probably say I'm that 80% of the time and the other 20, I'm the explorer. Okay. And so I was a little upset reading it. I was like, this is not a full, like it's not a full picture of who yeah. I am. So you had, when you saw it, you had to think about it and you just kind of just said, like, did you say like that? We talked about this on the drive over. There was one question that really got the two of us and it yes. was about boundaries. Okay. And it was like, you know, how important are boundaries to you? And I like really had to sit and I'm like, well, if we're talking in general, boundaries are everything. That's why I would talk, I push so much mm -hmm. with Jamie on them because they're so important. But then again, I'm already in a long-term relationship with someone I trust with everything. So I don't, we don't talk about boundaries very much anymore okay. because we already know them. Exactly. So I wanted to hit the other button about like exploring and, and you know, pushing my boundaries because I do push my boundaries with this partner. But in general, boundaries are so important. Yeah. And I ended up choosing the, they're important to me because that's the message I always want to send out to people is that, mm -hmm. you know, boundaries come first and foremost. But right. when you're when you're a decade into a relationship, you're allowed to push your boundaries a little bit. Right. With the safe word. Of course. Pineapple. <laughs> always. Pineapple. Oh, I, I keep it simple. <laughs> 
Red, yellow, right. green. Simple. All right. So the romantic now, <laughs> if guys are out there listening to this, um, it's sex is all about connection for you. You want to experience re real emotional intimacy with your partner while you're being physical. It's important for both you and your partner to feel present in the moment with each other. So this says sometimes you may like slower, more drawn out sex. Mm -hmm. um, I love yous during sex or maybe eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of that. Yeah. I don't like all the I love you during sex. I, I just kind of like, because I feel like it's too cliche. I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? I obviously, I love the hell out of my girlfriend and I do. And it's just more, I do love eye contact. Though. I think that's mm -hmm. huge because it's just really just, it's that, um, it, it is that total commitment and just that connection. So that I do, but the I love you thing thinks, I think for myself, I don't know about you. What do you think on that? goddess for you it feels a little awkward to me yeah yeah right. uh i i prefer show me that you love me don't okay. tell me right like mm -hmm. i don't even like saying it like after having sex because like once again it's just like what people say after i love you yeah <laughs> like, yeah you know what i mean it's almost like well i just fall asleep in the process now and smoke a cigarette you know yeah. it's like it's not so cliche <laughs> to me i don't do it so mm -hmm. because i feel like you said it's just it's more in the show me yeah and the more the the euphoric feeling after and the pleasure that i give her and vice versa yeah. that to me is love enough. it's like so. if you did it right trust me i know you love me <laughs> You don't have to say it. <laughs> That's the best way to say it, by the way. So what did you end up getting, by the way? Um, actually, kind of, I think you'll find it was an interesting one. I got The Guardian. Okay, so The Guardian now, for you, it's extremely important for, for sex to feel safe. Mm -hmm. You like feeling the foundation of security with your partner and with yourself. Your boundaries are important to you as, as is enthusiastic consent. You may have experienced sexual abuse in your past, which has led to seek out safety as an adult. Does any of that hold true with form as well? So so that's why I thought it was so interesting is, you know, the guardian, you think like, oh, this is a safe space. Mm -hmm. And with me, you know, things can get a little scary. Um, but that is, I, I found that to be very true because this is why I hold this space for people. I want it so much to be a safe space you yeah. can come to. Um, my sexual trauma stems a lot from I wasn't allowed to express myself sexually. Um, there was some physical things that happened when I was a kid as well. Um, and so for me, it's like I've always been this huge sexual person, and I was never allowed to express that in my home. Okay. Um, I was sent to, you know, therapeutic boarding schools and things because I was so sexual, and something must be wrong with right. me. And so I never, ever wanted anyone to have that shameful experience about their sex. And so I do feel like Guardian fits me a lot because it's like, Come here, come here, my little sexual yeah. babies. Like, this right. is a safe space. You can be as weird as you freaking want here. Yeah, I find it unfortunate. You know, just, that... just do it with someone who is consenting of it, okay. for sure. I just find it a little, um, it's just <laughs> un you know, unfortunate that people cannot, especially parents when your kid's growing up or whatever, they, they, once again, it's like they felt the same feelings that everyone, that all of us feel. It's just that. I mean, how did I come about if they didn't? Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but I, I just hate the fact that they deny, they're denying themselves, which now makes them deny what you want out of mm -hmm. it as well, because they're, they're not being satisfied or feeling that, what is this weird feeling? And they try to suppress it. Yeah. You know, which really sucks. So is that, does that happen a lot from your take on all these couples as well? Like, does oh anyone gosh. go, yes. hey, I feel like I want to be this way, but I'm I'm suppressing this for this reason. Most people. Most people is are it, suppressing things. Is it fear or is it just what they feel shameful or what? what is it mainly? Society. A lot okay. of times, like they don't want to be judged by people for the things they enjoy. Um, and then they also haven't found the right partner to explore it with. Some people, they feel that innate like sexual drive and desire for more, but they've never had a partner to explore with, so they never tried. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they can't sit down and say, I like this, this, and this, because they don't know. But they have this innate feeling. And then I do believe that like educating children on sex is something that is a long-term vision for myself. And uh, it's, it's hard, though, because parents aren't necessarily the right person to talk to their kids about mm -hmm. this because... 
Um, my girls don't like to talk to me about it. Exactly. Yeah, well, Which is ironic exactly. because I was extremely open with my parents. So okay. I was curious and I'd ask my dad all sorts but of questions. But you also had a hippie dad though as well though. It's different though. Mm. I mean, he was way more open. So I yeah. get that side of it though. But I mean, I still like print out things and send Share them. With them right? Like I did when they were growing up because yeah. I knew that like some things were like uncomfortable for them. So, but I still wanted but that's to you being provide an ama- the That's why you're such an amazing mom like that because like it's like even <clears throat> though you know verbally they're not going to want to hear it, you mm-hmm. at least still hand them stuff that they will look at. Yeah, for know? sure. So, yeah, I just leave it on their bed mm-hmm. like, hey. Um, like and a then, little manual? Yeah, like, well, not like a manual, but just... <laughs> you know, different like tidbits here and there just so they knew. And then I try and bring it up and then, you know, it's all timing. So sometimes they're open to receiving and then other times they shut down. So it's just kind of a timing thing, but I don't want to not talk about it. So that's why I chose just to leave little tidbits. Yeah. Like a so. part of me wished that my mom, because, you know, I grew up in a, a single <clears throat> mom home and that's, I wish that my mom actually, I was, there were moments where I wish she would always ask me questions and stuff mm. because I just wanted to be like, how would I respond to that if she asked, you yeah. know, as a kid? Um, but I, I always thought I about ask that all the questions. When and you they were get, younger? You mean, oh, you mean like to your even kids. to the girls now? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so blah, blah, blah. And they'll be like, oh, it's so gross. Yeah. Why are you saying right. that? And I'm like, and okay. I just laugh at them. And I'm like, See, I, I was taught if you French kiss someone, they're sucking out your brains and it's going to make you dumb. Who told you yeah, that? My father. No, like that yeah. makes you so scared, mm-hmm. you know? And um, we were in church and we had to sign a contract, you know, saying like, I would, I would never French kiss someone because that might get me too turned on and i'd want to disgrace god i may be tempted to you know become a whore it's a fear thing i don't like it but also once again that's why i won't ever do that to anyone else but also what i don't agree is the fact that you know he's probably like you know like munching down whatever your dad was doing at the time he's probably having a great old time but then to say that to you it's like i don't i don't like that reverse psychology negativity stuff Mm -hmm. you know it's it's not positive it's nothing good that's going to come out of it except for you know, just either someone rebelling or just really getting feeling shameful about their own bodies. Yeah. And that's just not right for people. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I was raised in a household with a dad who was a pastor of a church. So yeah. never got the birds and the bees, wasn't told anything, only fear, 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 pregnancy, STD, like none STDs of the good, only the bad one. stuff. Yeah. And so my mom, that led me to being used and abused by a lot of different men okay. because I didn't know any better. And okay. so that's why I'm so passionate and why I get very vulnerable and I'm doing the things I'm doing because I don't want other people to go through that. And I also know that a lot of kids don't want to talk to their parents and or the parents don't want to talk to the kids. But when you're the cool aunt, you know how many yeah. friends from high school and college and just lifelong friends that are having kids that are now getting to those ages that they're like, just just go, we're going to sit you down with Auntie Jaina. Well, at least they do that mm. and they, they allow that to happen, though, which you is Do you talk to cool. your girls yeah. about sex? Um, you know, I, I just, I, I, not yet, but I do play around with like, you know, hints of certain fun things. Like I'm never, I'm not afraid to do it. I was just thinking about, think that's a good question. When you said what yours about the girls, I was like, but you're with the girls and you can do that. I'm like, but I'm a guy, you know, a dad talking to my daughters and I go, how do I... I spin that but I always I think about that all the time by the way I think yeah. about ways of how when that time comes all I know is the only thing that I can say to them and and that that um that I feel confident to say if you ever need anything I'm always here for you mm-hmm. no matter what you do I'm always here for you and I will never judge you I will never judge because we all explore yeah we all get into trouble we all do this and so if you're always you always know that I will you can always talk to me Car rides are the best because they can't run away. Yeah, oh you say gosh. that too. That's right. Yeah, yeah. so She's I'm right serious. Like um, when we do, like when I would take my kids to cheer or whatever, their extracurricular mm-hmm. activities, it's like no radio. It's time for talk. 
Um, and then you have like conversations about the day or bring up something like that. And yeah. then they can't, there's nowhere that for makes them to me go. laugh because you've always said that. I love, I love yeah. that by the way. That's very smart by the way. She's right so, about that. Or bedtime. I feel yeah, like but bedtime, um, I feel they can hide under their covers could, and then you're losing them. But bedtime is like a time when they're winding down and I feel like they're going to be the most open. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They've had a long day. They're relaxed. They feel safe. They're in their bed. So bedtime is always like a key moment and then the car rides. Yeah. Yeah. In, in my opinion, what I've found. Yeah. Car rides is nice too because you can look straight ahead and they don't feel like they have to make yes. eye contact during an awkward yeah. moment for them. That's yeah. a good one. And right. it's so important to tell your kids that they're safe and they can say anything because usually it's those parents who like put that shame around it and put that fear around it that those are the kids that end up going out and getting pregnant young, getting mm-hmm. STDs young. But when they know, oh, this, there's no like taboo around this there's nothing like when you keep telling them how don't do this don't do this don't do this and you don't say why they're like well let me go explore it let me try it out but when you're so open and you're like yeah you can come to me about anything they're less likely to actually go out and do those things less taboo that's (laughs) why so they don't need to explore it on their own because they can ask the questions about it right and then sometimes i'm just direct like we'd be driving and out of nowhere i'd be like so are you still a virgin yeah (laughs) she'd be like Mom, what? And I'm like, are you? Just wondering. But this, right? this is why I love Jamie as my co-host because like she, there's guests here and sometimes she was like, bam, I'm like, damn. I was like, I wasn't even going to go there. And she just so bad. And I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that for you. Um, What did you get for your sex language, by the way? Oh, guess. Oh, shoot. Let me, by the way, guys, um, we are here with Jaina and got to stay on our show. I'm going to read you guys. There's 11 on this one here. 11? And um, there's 11. So that's why I was saying there's like a range. And the 11, there's one called the decompressor, the explorer, the fair trader, the giver, the guardian, the passion pursuer, the pleasure seeker, the prioritizer, the romantic, the spiritualist, and I believe the thrill seeker. So what can do you think of that? Pleasure seeker. Wait, I, okay, wait, wait, don't say it. Wait, which one? Which one, guys? Uh, I'm, I'm thinking giver, giver, or okay. what? Uh, it was one of the later ones you uh, There's thrill seeker, the spiritualist. Spiritualist. Um, she ain't the romantic, that's for damn sure. I feel like I should have got the spiritualist. Okay. What do you say? You I said, thought you pleasure said, seeker. Okay, so oh, okay. hold on. So the giver, and what was the other one you said? The spiritualist. Okay, and you say what? Pleasure seeker. See, I feel like she's the, um, mm, mm, I'm going to say... I'll say the giver. I'll say the giver. Oh, and, really? uh, you know, I'll also say the fair trader. The she, fair trader. If you have a hard yeah. day, I'm going to come home to someone topless yeah. and giving me a mm, hug. That sounds that's like a giver. a giver to me. Right. All right. Yes. You guys, I don't know if I agree with what I got. Okay. Okay. Who are you then? <laughs> I got I go. the guardian like her. Oh, wow. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the club. <laughs> His face. Chase, saw my face right now. Why? Like, I don't know about that. That's BS. That you are like not the guardian. Like you smell so stinky. Uh, some, some's a <laughs> It was only 10 so, questions though, really. That's fucking so. Scooby would say, Shaggy, yeah. zoinks. That is that's not you, girl. Okay, so what do you think you are then? Um, I don't know. Because I'd have to like really read them all. Okay. But I feel like the questions, like you said, there were a lot of gray areas. I'm like, ooh, I don't want to pick one or the other. Okay. I'm kind of like in between. Mm-hmm. Well, let's ask the experts so. though. So you said the, which one? Pleasure seeker. And you said mm-hmm. either the, the, the spiritualist or the giver. The giver, yeah. See, I'm, I'm along the lines. That's why I picked fair trader because I picked the middle ground because yeah. that's a balance between both. So I figured I'll say fair trader because it, it, okay. it, it exemplifies what they're saying. Yeah. And me knowing you. I feel like I'm... I'm constantly like learning and evolving mm-hmm. like sexually. So it definitely is dependent on 
the partner yeah. and the space that I'm in. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So right. like in, I got married when I was 18, and I was married for 10 years, and <clears throat> I was like, just not mathing for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um, I met my husband when I was 17. We got married when I was 18. And then we were together for like 10, 11 years. And during that time, I was, you know, like my whole 20s were spent with that same person, Mm -hmm. had my kids. And people would always ask me, don't you get bored having sex with the same guy? And it's because my friends are in their 20s and they're wild and Mm outliving life. And I'm like, no, it's so amazing. And like you said, I was like, every year it just gets better and better and Mm -hmm. better. So I was so secure in such a good space, um, during that time. See, I like, I like being in tune like that. I think that that is legitimate. Yeah. I feel like I didn't get bored. I was always, um, satisfied and no one else caught my attention. So I worked Mm -hmm. with a lot of um, you know, bigger names back in the day, like hot guys, but I was always excited to come home to my husband. So no matter what they had or what they're like, Hey, we're going here. Like it just didn't sound fun. It was, I was excited to go home. Right. So that's so rare too. As my partner tells people all the time, how excited I just want to go home. I want to get off early. And they're like, who are you? Who does that? And (laughs) And then especially like that long, like after you've been with someone for so many years. So I know that it's definitely possible. Um, I just haven't connected with the right person. It takes conscious effort. You have to continuously talk. You have to continuously do stuff. Like we have times where we drift off. Um, We've had a close death in the family recently and grieving is never a time when you're turned on. Although there are things to consider too. Um, There's something in a really great book by Emily Nagoski called Come As You Are. She talks about the accelerators and the brakes. And so Mm. everybody has something different. Some people get stressed out and it accelerates them. They want to have sex or get off because that's their release. Other people get stressed out and it's their breaks. They're like, don't touch me. I just need to be quiet. So it's like really figuring out another activity to do with your partner. What is their accelerators and what are their breaks? Because when you can know that, then you already know, oh, this is a stressful time. I'm not going to push it because all you're going to get is rejection or they're stressed out. I'm going to make more effort to be there. So again, the more you can get to know your partner, which is why I don't think it gets stale. It only gets stale for those who stop exploring their partner. Right. Mm -hmm. And just assuming the assumptions. And then it's like hard because you date and then you hang out with someone for like six months, a year. And then I'm like, eh, this isn't like a fit for me. Right. Which is okay. But that's, but that's, we all go through that though. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like almost saying that when you had sex with someone for a while and all of a sudden you're like, um, you know, you're broken up and now there's a new person. It's always going to be different and different explorations and things. So, yeah, I mean, I get that. And then when I thought it was like the best that it could ever be, mm-hmm. then you meet someone and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've been missing out all right. these yeah. years. Does yeah. that usually happen with, um, like well, that that's, I'm going to ask you this by the way. Um, that's a euphoric moment, obviously, but that's also a perfect storm of being with that right person, right moment. Cause I feel like everyone that's new can sometimes probably take you to that. No, but, I, I not, don't agree. I'm Cause, I'm just, right. Because someone that I was like completely like attracted to, okay. sex was like, eh. okay. And then someone that I wasn't like for that entire like year and a half, we had like the best sex ever. Got so it. I think that we were sexually compatible, but the other things just didn't line okay. up. And, and then I've been with last. people where the other things line up, but I'm not like super sexually compatible with yeah. them. Yeah. We talk about the three C's a lot. So mm-hmm. you need connection, compatibility, mm-hmm. and chemistry. And sometimes you can have sexual chemistry. You're physically aroused. You're yes. turned on around them. But you can't have that 
that connection. You can't talk to them and have conversation. It runs flat. Like, I don't want to hang out with you. Oh, right. Gotcha. Like, like the only thing they're good <laughs> for <laughs> is the bedroom. <laughs> Any relationships ended during COVID for that oh, same man. reason. See, yeah. for the Guardian once again, like she's talking about, oh, I have my stable of men. I'm like, hey, that is definitely not a Guardian, honey. Let me tell you. So Hey, the tides are changing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no stable. Yeah. So really yeah. sitting down right and now. writing down, like, where are you? You can almost think like a Venn diagram. Put those three. Are you mm-hmm. in the middle of this Venn diagram or you just have chemistry and connection, but no compatibility and compatibility can be sexual compatibility. Mm-hmm. It can be life compatibility. Like maybe someone works days and someone works nights and you just never mm-hmm. see each other. Or maybe someone likes to have sex in the morning and someone likes to have sex in the night or in the afternoon or whatever. You have to find those things because you can be super compatible. It looks right on paper and then you can sit and have hours of conversation. But the moment you're in the bedroom, it just falls yeah. flat. It's because weird. There's no chemistry. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's why you don't, I am, you know, it goes against a lot of what people say, but I actually don't recommend that people avoid sex before marriage. I say the same thing and I've yeah, taught my girls right. that. Yeah, you Because have a lot to. of people say, you have to wait till you get married. No, no, like, no. <laughs> no. Do not, not sign the but, dotted line. Can I ask something? But is for that... kids that are virgins, because um, not to throw anyone under the bus, they just don't know any different. Right. Yeah. So, but I just, I'm a firm believer in test driving the car before you commit. And right. what's what's great and, ex- and amazing at 18 is very different at 30-something, right? Like you said, you could mm-hmm. think you're having amazing yes. sex and you meet a new partner that just takes you to a whole new level and you're like, I had Holy no shit. idea. Exactly. Yeah. And that's like the experience I had with my partner, which is why... But then why... again, as parents, like I don't want to be encouraging my girls to like of course. sleep around. There's a well. fine line, right? <laughs> There's a fine line. But if you're really, really like someone and you're thinking about getting engaged and getting married and going down that road... Before you sign that dotted line, have some sort of sexual activity. You don't necessarily have to have penetration go all the way, but you need to know, can I feel safe in the bedroom with this person? Because even like if you're going to sign that dotted line and choose this one person for the rest of your life, the only difference between a guy best friend and a husband is the intimacy. And if you can't have that physical intimacy with him, then why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Or her, you know, we're not going to judge here. Yeah. For me, a cue to a healthy relationship for myself is I know when I'm in a healthy relationship, it is sex all the time. Like I could gauge how healthy my relationship is based off how much sex we're having. Right. Would would you add to that though as well for the ones who aren't having it all the time, but know mm -hmm. they're in a healthy relationship as well. It's just like when you like, like when you pass or it's just like, like you said, you just feel on this euphoric high, even like slightly kissing for that five minutes or just a touch or just like even sitting with each other and you just look into each other's eyes. All those things all matter, of course, but the sex is just, that's just the the topping right there. And I think it, you know, this is somewhere where I place a lot of importance in my life. And so I think for other couples, you know, maybe it's like, oh, I'm, I'm more interested in growing in business. So we're more compatible mm. in a life way. For me, you know, same way. I'm not going to marry someone or sign a dotted line with if I'm not sexually compatible. Right. It is a product. very, yeah. very important Agreed. part of a relationship. If I don't know what's under the hood, girls. I, am I did tell not going one there. of my one of the guys that I was seeing. I, I was like, I just don't think that we are um, sexually compatible. Mm hmm. Well, and the other right. thing you have like to a do is shot to his ego. But... Oh. <laughs> you also have to define what the word sex means because it's different for everybody. Some people sexting is sex. Okay. Some people, mm. you know, just making out is sex or oral what? is sex. And like other... making out is not sex. Is it intimate? It's... 
It's intimate. According it's to my church, it was. Intimate. <laughs> yeah, but, good point. But sex is sex. Well, sometimes people actually, a lot of people that I talk to, kissing is more intimate than penetration. Right. Because you're right here. You're in someone's face. And like that can be the most intimate moment. So again, this is why we mm. define things. Because some people see, well, if if I, I'm, I'm still a virgin. I didn't have any penetration. It's like, well, did you have oral sex? Yeah, a ton I'm of it. I'm still it's a, like virgin. a virgin. I only had anal. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. that, that's the newest exactly. thing I was just thinking that lately. That's the new wave right now. Yeah, so, yeah. haven't been penetrated, just anal. It's like, oh, okay. But that's pe- you're still penetrated, right? But in the terms of you know uh, everything else, it's still okay. not. That's, that's what they're using. Defining terms is yes. so important, yeah. and like it's every skewed. bit of it, it's all right? Yeah. Skewed, yeah. Especially yeah. nowadays when you're in a relationship, I didn't cheat. We just yeah. Oh, yeah. we just did this. <laughs> <laughs> that's very true. Very very so. true. All right, anything else for these ladies today before we get into our question else of the day? For you? Well, Sir? I'm just happy you guys are here and I just love yeah, you both. Yeah, thank you so much you. for sharing just, and opening up. Especially and... with the knowledge from both of you girls. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. So, and Jamie's learned a lot. Oh, I am always learning. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're ready to explore more toys, you know who to come out to. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, I think you yeah. need to do like a session with her and talk to her. I would bring her. my whole no, I'm suitcase. Just like, just a talking, no, not that sort of session, just like an over the phone like session, just said, hey, da da da. Because yeah. I know you're always like, you do ask the right questions. Do you want to, and by the way, she is super sexual from all the stories I get from her. She's amazingly sexual with, and you love the men that you're with. You know, she's, I love that part about you though. You know, like when you're in it with them, you're in it with them and you provide and do. And I'm like, damn, that's a lucky guy. Mm. You know, so I I hardly believe that. So, (laughs) all right. With that being said, we're getting on the question today, ladies, and I'm going to have each one to answer this one. Um, Let's see which one I'm going to go with today. All right, we'll do, hmm. Okay, here's one. Hi guys, so I've been married for three years now and already feel smothered in my relationship. We both work from home and live in a one bedroom apartment. Don't get me wrong, my wife is an incredible person, but I just feel like I need space every now and then because she's always at home. What do you suggest? I don't wanna ruin this, I don't wanna, I don't want this to ruin our marriage. Ooh, I, first thing that comes to mind is build a gym habit because the gym can be your sanctuary, your away space. Also, there are a lot of work co-working spaces where you can go and rent a room, go to the Mm -hmm. library, go to a coffee shop, get out, because a lot of couples are working together in small spaces. And uh, one of the things I usually talk to my couples that are moving in together is, don't don't find a place that doesn't have two bathrooms. You each need your own designated bathroom because that's how you keep the spark alive, right? Because when you know all of their bathroom habits, it's not always, right. you know, sexy. Okay, but let's talk about the ones who are like, mm. for instance, live in New York, you know, like, or like can't afford it. Let's just be real. It's like yeah. they have to find a way to share that space somehow. But I agree with you, Jim, stuff. Um, also, um, you know, most of these apartments nowadays have a community room to go to to do work, like a business uh, yeah. area, right? Or mm-hmm. something as well, or just a open... Com- was commune space as well. Yeah. It, most apartments have that. So just mm-hmm. find somewhere else to go. And um, that's my suggestion. So also date your partner still like have lunch. Co- like if you work on yeah. other sides right. of the same apartment, have a lunch date, light a little candle, like, you know, make it something and then go back to work. Because a lot of times when you're around each other all the time, you have really bad habits. Yeah, that's and, true. And uh, I've also told a lot of partners too, if you have a partner working there, have a light that like maybe a red light, when it's work time, you turn it on. And so you don't have to ask your partner if they're working, you just wait till the light is off. And they're like, okay, now I can cuddle with you or talk to you. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. Um, What do you say, Goddess, on this one? 
Um, well, this is actually a great question because I tend to feel very smothered very easily. Mm -hmm. um, do not give me too much attention. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so in the past, I've had a partner who knew this about me. And, you know, he even just said straight up, if we ever move in together, I'd know probably about once a week, I'd have to go get you a hotel room just for okay. you to go and hang out and have your own space and decompress. Right. That's very important to me. Um, my social battery caps very easily. Okay. Um, and so that's, that's something I do. I am a gym rat. I love to go to the gym. Um, one thing I do with my gym friends, they all know when the no noise canceling headphones stay on, do not approach. But, you know, I move it to the side and I'm like, mm, that's, you know, like, okay, come and say hi. Yeah. yeah. And so having little, you know, cues like that, like for her, it's the light. You know, for me, if I've got my headphones on or um, I'm lucky enough in the home I'm in, I have my own office, my own bedroom, you know, everything like that. So it's like I can go away to that space, has a nice little lock on it. In a one bedroom apartment, I think it is important, you know, go Go build your own hobbies. It doesn't even have to be the gym. Maybe it's golfing. You know, okay. maybe it's just so we're saying that something outside of the house really yeah. in theory mm -hmm. for that person, right? Yeah. Okay. Or even okay. having a conversation that his uh, me time is very important to him. So that's something I communicate like right. fairly early on. That um, like in the morning, I almost need like my hour. Gotcha. So I wake up, um, no social media, no phone. Um, but I just need my, like, I call it my hour of power. Yeah. That's so. a good finishing point, by the way. Um, what you just said, which released all this is the fact, put, and putting words behind it now. It's like I'll, saying, hey, I just need an hour in the house. And yeah. then mm -hmm. that you go for a walk or whatever it is. So that, you know, that so makes a lot of sense. So it's just established, like, early on. Right. And then the other person's not taking it personal. And so you, it's just something you identify about yourself and, you know, that right. you need. Okay. Yeah. Okay, or just go hide in the bathroom. That's yeah. the other one. Two person, lock the door, hide in the bathroom, and be set from that point on. I, right? I agree with the having to communicate it up front because um, that's where I start to feel that anxiety around mm -hmm. it. It's like, I don't want this person to feel like I don't like them. Um, but communicating that, hey, this is just something I know I've always needed. Well, before I ever even met you. Yeah. I think that helps, you know, kind of prep the other person to, oh, they're so sick and tired of me. They don't like me anymore. Right. It's like, like it, no. it's got to be tough living in a, like, in a situation like that anyway. So mm -hmm. already there's enough pressure on. But I, I, COVID's changed a lot of that because you are working from home a lot more. And they probably were offices at one point or whatever, and it's just made it difficult. So um, guys, just continue to communicate and just ask for what you want. And probably, like they said, set a calendar. I mean, a calendar as simple as I need this amount of time for this hour. Hey, let's do lunch together, like you said, and everything else needs to fall in line from there. Mm -hmm. So um, all right, ladies. All right. Well, thank you guys so yeah, much thank you. for thank hanging you. out okay. with us today. And... Well, Goddess, what do you, anything to plug from your end today? Anything you want to say? Um, if you have any more questions, you can follow me at ginger period squirtle and, <laughs> Got that. you know, ask them there. Yeah. All right. And Jaina, what about you? I know with your happy, healthy, horny, doing amazing, by the way, we didn't even touch upon your podcast, but I'm very happy that you're doing one. Yes. So. Definitely check out the podcast. If you want to learn more, um, I'm doing a lot online and I am an open book. So if you ever have questions, don't fear asking them. Um, one of the primary questions I get asked is about ED. And my big answer is if you are struggling with ED, go see your doctor, get blood work done because it could be a sign of a future heart what attack. What is ED? Erectile dysfunction. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So it's an early sign of heart attack. So please, please wow. go see your doctor. Okay. Um, but then come ask me more questions because I can help you out with that. <laughs> She's like, once yeah. the slate is clean, you're clear to go. go I ahead. like it. Yeah. And Jamie, what about you today? Anything to plug? Yeah. Th uh, big shout out to Body Armor. Body for, Armor. Yeah. Hooking us up with this water. Um, we love you guys. And 
yeah, it's amazing. You guys can find me on my social. It's Jamie underscore Villamore. Well, we love Jamie <laughs> Villamore. Yes, we do. All right, guys, you can find us at anything on social media at Dating Intelligence and my personal's at FetSport. And please check us out on YouTube and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We love you guys. And thank you for being great for us and all the questions. Keep having them come. And once again, another episode. Chase, thank you so much back there. You kind of snuck Chase. in, but thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. All right, guys, that's our show for today. Thank you. Thank you.